Welcome to the Catholic Influencers Podcast. My name is Alyssa and I'm joined with Father Rob Galea and we're here today to break open this week's Sunday Gospel reading. How are you, Father Rob? I'm well, I'm well. What a blessing it is. <laughs> what a blessing it is to open and break open the Word of God this week. And we're excited, still in lockdown. Still in lockdown. I feel like we've been in lockdown for an eternity, but the the light at the end of the tunnel is near. We're all um, gearing towards October 19, which is when um, yes. things are going to start to open up here in Melbourne. Oh, wow. This is so good. Um, I'm moving between here and working in my parish as well. I got a special permit to be able to serve in my parish some days of the week. So I consider myself very blessed because regional Victoria has more liberties, you know. Lucky you. Even though I'm, <laughs> I know, I know, I'm very, very blessed. I've, I've less to complain about than most. Let's put it this way. I've got to say, I feel like I probably complain every time on this podcast, but I get to go out and about as well. I've got a couple of little workers' permits up my sleeve, so it's it's good. <laughs> yes, as long as we're, we're careful, wear our face masks, are being socially um, aware and being responsible citizenships. Citizens. Oh, I like what you did there. <laughs> That's what we're going to talk about today. <laughs> <laughs> so well, today we're going to um, break open the Word of God, Matthew twenty-two fifteen to 22. This is the Sunday's gospel. It is where we're going to listen to the wisdom of Jesus, but also there's a lot of lessons here and a lot to learn, especially for us to, if we are able to see things in the context in which they were written. So, Alice, I'm going to hand over to you. Will you proclaim the word of God for us? Then the Pharisees went and plotted to entrap him in what he said. So they sent their disciples to him, along with the Herodians, saying, Teacher, we know that you are sincere and teach the way of God in accordance with truth and show deference to no one, for you do not regard people with partiality. Tell us then what you think. Is it lawful to pay taxes to the emperor or not? But Jesus, aware of their malice, said, Why are you putting me to the test, you hypocrites? Show me the coin used for the tax. And they brought him a denarius. Then he said to them, Whose head is this and whose title? They answered, The Emperor's. Then he said to them, Give therefore to the Emperor the things that are the Emperor's, and to God the things that are God's. When they heard this, they were amazed, and they left him and went away. Beautiful. Context again, so important for us to understand. Again, we're reading from the Gospel of Matthew. This was addressed particularly to the Jewish people, written in what year, All Elisa? AD 80. I think all the listeners of this podcast, <laughs> where we had that drummed into us, <laughs> AD 80. It's so important because some people think that the gospel was written as, as Jesus was, was um, talking, but this was passed on verbally years and years and years. And then finally, Matthew was starting to get a bit old and started to need to pass it on wider. And so things were documented. So this was AD 80. So after some time of reflection, after an understanding of context as well in, in the eyes of Matthew. But again, it was understood particularly by the Jewish people. So Matthew was documenting this from his perspective. Mark had a completely different perspective. Luke a completely different perspective. Luke wasn't a Jew, so he didn't write to the Jews. He didn't understand what Matthew understood. And so Matthew here is explaining to the Jews and in a Jewish context. And in particular, over the last few weeks that we've been reading, 
uh, in the book of, of the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus has been on an attack. He's been attacking the Jews. He's been saying that they're the servants that say yes and then don't do it. He was saying, talking to them about people being in the vineyard and killing the, the cornerstone for the, the son who was sent on the prophets. And he was also the, saying to them that they, they were invited to a wedding feast and they didn't come and they were destroyed. And so he's been really attacking. But now the coin has flipped. Exactly. <laughs> so it's like, um, you know, the, the Pharisees and the Herodians would have been, as you said, Jesus was on the attack. And so the Pharisees and Herodians had to kind of strike back. So like they probably would have been conspiring this and planning this like what question can we ask Jesus to you know corner him and set him in a trap that whatever he says you know he's going to look like the bad guy that's right and so it, this is now the counterattack there but they needed to plan this well because Jesus was very popular he was loved by the people. He, they, he could do no wrong and people could see no wrong in Jesus. And so, except the, the Pharisees and the Herodians and the Sadducees couldn't stand Jesus. They couldn't stand each other, but they couldn't stand Jesus exactly. more. And how, like, that's such an important point to note because the fact that they weren't friends or allies, the fact that they've actually come together, put their differences aside solely for the purpose of trying to bring the Messiah down. Yes, trying to bring this threat, this perceived threat down. And so they would have sat down, I imagine, for weeks because this was a very intentional question. This was a very clever question. So I imagine the Pharisees and the Herodians sitting down, having conversation. Okay, let's brainstorm. Let's see where we can trap Jesus. And at the time where, now we'll talk about this a little bit later, at the time of when this was written, the biggest political issue at that time, the biggest issue that the Jews were dealing with at that time, AD 80, one was the paying of taxes. But we'll talk about that just a little bit later. So they come together and they want to get rid of this real threat. And what, what let, let's talk about the question that was asked. What does it mean? And what, like, what were they trying to say when they were asking Jesus this question? Yeah, so... One thing to note as well is that they kind of butted Jesus up as well. Like they they flattered mm. him first. <clears throat> so, you know, they said, you're such a good teacher and we know you teach truth. And they, they were encouraging him to speak boldly because they were expecting him to to come out with something um, that was going to discredit him, I guess. So if Jesus was going to say, if he, if he supported the paying of tax, he would deny that, you know, God alone ruled people. And so then the Pharisees would get him and say, um, you know, everything that you've been preaching on the kingdom of God up until this day is discredited mm. because you've just said that you should pay tax. But then That's... if we go on the flip side, it's the word of word of the day, if Jesus forbade them from paying tax, um, the Herodians, so like these were non, non-religious people at all, they were just like really into like the Herodian law, um, they would report into the authorities for starting a tax revolt. So Yes. You can see these two options. Yes. So the, again, to clarify, the Herodians were Jewish people. They were, but they um, were devoted to King Herod. King Herod was the person who only Caesar, there were many Caesars in different Roman cities. But um, because Jerusalem or Palestine was a Jewish place, they had someone, who, a, a, um, a Jewish leader called Herod, was representing the Jewish side of things. He was the premier of the area, okay? okay. <laughs> so the premier was always culturally immersed 
um, and and culturally part of of that place. So this is where where they came into this context. But let's also think about the different taxes that were paid because I think it's important to understand what the Jews understood by taxes. One, yes, they believed that they needed to honor God with their hearts, their minds, their souls, and honor God alone. So that included their finances. They just wanted to pay temple tax. They just wanted to um, pay their tax to where God was honored. And so this question comes in. So there were different types of taxes. There was the ground tax, which was whatever was extracted from the ground needed to be repaid to the Romans. Okay, So it was one-tenth of grain, one-tenth of whatever came out of the earth, or one-tenth of what came out of a tree. So, for example, olives, olive oil, that was one-fifth. Okay, so it's, it was a GST, good tax, VAT, or whatever you call it. And then there was income tax, and that was a 1% tax that was uh, on, calculated on your income. And so you had to declare your income tax, like we do as well. And then there was a third tax, which was the poll tax, which was a general tax. Everyone paid this tax the same, no matter your income, no matter what you reap of the, of the harvest, you had to pay this equivalent of a day's wage. And so this is what they were trying to trap him with, this poll tax. They were talking about the poll tax here. And so this is where they, the conflict starts, where the Jews was in paying this tax, they believed that they were acknowledging an earthly king. They were honoring yeah. an earthly thing, a king, I mean. And, you know, they wanted national independence at that time. So that's why they were so against doing it, but they, they were stuck. Yes. And so, and it was, there was also, um, it, again, this is what we're talking about at the beginning, that uh, at that time, tax was a very highly sensitive issue at the time that, not when Jesus said it, at the time that Matthew wrote this. Because mm. AD 70, what happened? The temple was destroyed. The temple was destroyed. And that was the, the Mecca, not in the Mecca, like Mecca, it was the Holy of Holies, it was the temple. It was the place where the Jews, the presence of God, okay? And so they paid this yeah. tax. But to, there was a, also a temple tax, which people didn't mind because it was honoring God. It was honoring God. But once the temple was destroyed, what did the Roman leaders make them do? They made them take this tax that they were honoring God with and they said, now you have to pay this tax to the temple of Jupiter, to a pagan temple. Can you imagine the heresy? Can you imagine? Exactly, yeah. And so they, it was a massive political issue at, the, at that time. So Matthew, in bringing a subject in the, mouth, in the words of Jesus about tax, people were ready to listen. Wait, wait, what did yeah. Jesus say about tax? You know, for example, if a, a big issue today is abortion and, and someone comes and puts the, these words in the, in, in the mouths of Jesus, what would Jesus have said in this context? Or oh, so many issues that we go through. So it was a really, really relevant issue to that time. And so there was a lot of anger, but Jesus diffuses the anger. Yeah, I guess in Jesus' response, he's showing that um, both political and religious obligations can both be legitimately met. So paying taxes isn't a compromise of our duties towards God, but 
on the other side, serving God doesn't exempt people from yes. their civic, civic or civil duties. Yes, and Jesus, but I, I, and there was such a beautiful wisdom. Where just physically, just imagine Jesus takes this coin, and on this coin, there's an image. The image of Caesar. The image of Caesar. So every when there was a new king, what they would do is they would destroy all the coins, melt the silver, and reprint the money with the face of the new king. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. So they would do that every time. And then there were these false kings that pretend, uh, wanted to show their power, that have money. So they'd make their own coins with their own image. That was a sign of exertion. It's, it's the same thing that happens in the UK, for example, with mm. the, the image of the queen. And in so many countries... Um, in Southeast Asia, there's the the king, the sultan's image. In in Dubai, in all these places, there's the image of of the ruler. Okay, so this is what he said. And so he took this image and he says, he looks at this coin and he says, okay, look at this image. Who do you see? And they said, we see Caesar. They said, okay, who does this glorify? And they say, it glorifies Caesar. And Again, does it glorify God or does it glorify Caesar? And they said, no, no, it glorifies Caesar. Okay, so give back to Caesar what belongs to Caesar and give to God what belongs to God. And yeah, what... and there's hmm. such an important point that we can draw out of that as well. So we're looking at that coin and it bears Caesar, but we look at us as a human person. We know from Genesis one chapter 127 that we're made in the image and likeness of God. And so basically we belong to God. And so our highest obligation in our life is to give ourselves back to our creator. Yes. So just imagine God the Father holding us and saying, now you give to me what belongs to me, this coin, this beautiful image of me, and that's you and that's me, you know? And so, so give, to, give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar, but give to God what belongs to God. And what belongs to God, as you're saying? It's We do. We do. Us. So yeah. we belong to God. It's not about the money. It's about our hearts belonging to a, a loving and unconditionally loving God. So, so beautiful. Yeah. And it's just so inspirational. And it's it just God. Even I think Matthew was so clever in bringing this subject up, taking what was so political at that time, what was so controversial at that time, what was so topical at that time, and just showed the people to give God their hearts. And yeah, and it, it, it is, there's just such beautiful wisdom in all of this. Yeah. Okay, so I think we'll, we'll go into our um, blessing. If there's a blessing that we, um, we, we love to receive your blessings. If you've sent us blessings, um, Alisa, have the, has people sent in some blessings for us? We have been getting so many blessings and I, I feel so lucky to get to, to read them and share them with Father Rob and Georgia as well. And um, so, yeah, keep sending those things in. Um, today's blessing I want to share, I received this blessing on our Instagram page, Catholic Influences underscore. Um, this is from Louise, um, so from Natalie. And she was diagnosed with breast cancer, but the week that she sent us her blessing, which was last week, her scan results have come back and her lump is completely gone. So praise God. Praise for that. God. Praise report. Hallelujah. Mm. So this is so, so amazing. We're blessed to hear these blessings in your life, God working in your life. So um, thank you for sharing that blessing with us. But I hate to bring things down, but I'm going to bring, uh, <laughs> I'm going to do a, a, a dad joke. Okay. 
Well, we love these. Like, <laughs> at least Georgia loves them. I love them. So hopefully I'll, I'll get it and laugh. <laughs> okay. Um, well, here's the, the question. Why is Peter Pan always flying? I don't know. Because he never lands. He never, I was going to say it's something to do with never <laughs> land. But, uh, <laughs> okay, that was good. Okay. That was good. That was well, decent. T- t- to help us out with those jokes, everyone listening, please feel free to send them. And thanks to the people who have been sending us um, little joke videos and, and yeah, little, little things on social media. We love it. We love our dad jokes. So if you want, if you have any to, to send us, we'll be more than happy to share them. And so also, um, again, a reminder where you can send these uh, Catholic influencers underscore Facebook forward slash Catholic influencers or just look for Catholic influencers podcasts. Um, so many places that you can send them. But let's go into our topic. Yes. So in light of this week's gospel, we're going to talk about religion and politics. Whoa. They say three Poli- things you shouldn't talk about. Religion, politics. <laughs> yes. What's the third thing? Oh, maybe there are two. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think two. <laughs> you should never talk about religion and politics. <laughs> yeah, the two well, things so, we're of talking course, about. We would put them both in the one podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but how are they reconciled? You know, I, I think they're very much connected because we live in a, an earthly place, but we also need to be heavenly minded. And I love this saying that I heard so many times: you cannot be so earth, heavenly minded that you are of no earthly use. And so we must keep our eyes on heaven, yes, but not so heavenly minded that we lose our earthly use. God put us here to influence this world. As Catholics, we're called to be Catholic influencers in the world we live in. And so let's just try and understand uh, what the church teaches and what even the scripture teaches about Catholics, about being, um, about politics and religion. So what are your thoughts, Alyssa? Yeah, so I came across a really awesome quote this week, I thought, um, that I wanted to share with the listeners. It says, our birth makes us citizens of an earthly nation, but our baptism makes us citizens of a heavenly kingdom. Mm -hmm. And so we know that Jesus commands us to live out both with justice and responsibility. So it's, it's even though we do belong to God, it's our duty to respect the government of the country that we live in and obey its laws. But both are, I guess, separate governing powers so they're independent of each other. Um, and I guess what happens when there's a clash? Oh, I Ooh. I think, look. What happens? <laughs> as you said, when there's a clash, it's always our conscience that needs to prevail. Okay. And this is really hard. We are ultimately living in this, this world, the citizenship of the country we live in, but it's temporary. But our, our heavenly citizenship is going to be forever. So we should invest proportionately and we must focus proportionately. Yeah. And so we need to give a lot more love, a lot more attention to our heavenly citizenship. And so when there's a conflict between the two, the heavenly citizenship needs to, in wisdom and in, in understanding and in subtlety in some places, needs to stand um, above, Okay. So we need to be responsible citizens. We need to be socially aware. And this is why we need to pay taxes, because through our taxes, we have infrastructure. We have the capacity to flush our toilets. We have the capacity to have a water system. We have the capacity for roads, but also uh, for social benefits, for helping the poor. And so this is why we, in our earthly citizenship, one of the most important things is to 
be the voice of the voiceless. Yeah. To be the voice of the poor, the least of these. And so as a Christian, as a Catholic, this this should be our number one priority. This is where we become the voice in the political system of loving God. But sometimes there's a war. I can think of a couple of things. Can you think of some some places where there is this this tension? Yeah, definitely. So as Catholics, we believe in, you know, the seal of confession. And so when we go and confess our sins to a priest, we know the priest is bound by canon law. I guess they can't speak these out to other people. But sometimes um, we know that we have governing powers that are pushing for priests to be able to break this seal. Yes. And so they have to. Yes. In Australia, for example, it is illegal for me to completely keep the confessional seal. And this, uh, of course, this is to protect children and we will do everything in our strength, in our will, everything to protect um, the, the vulnerable. And we, it, I, But if you really understood the system, how it works, we will never protect an abuser. We will never protect anyone who uh, abuses someone. So, um, but the government forces us, forces us in a sense, to disclose this. But at the end of the day, I have to follow my conscience. I have to follow the teachings of the church. I would, before disclosing confession, uh, confessional secrecy, go to prison. I would, before um, being forced to disclose confessional secrecy, um, die a death, se- the death sentence. You know, I cannot and I will not disclose confessional secrecy but the law tells us this thing so at the end of the day i have to follow my conscience yeah i guess you could say the same thing about catholic doctors Mm -hmm. so abortion is legal in australia and in some other parts of the world as well and so we can see that that's a moral dilemma for a catholic doctor to prescribe an abortion and they by law have to prescribe an abortion mm-hmm. and if they're not willing to do so there is in some states leniencies that they have to refer to another doctor who by law um they have to refer another doctor who would prescribe or administer the abortion what does a doctor do when they know in their conscience oh their gosh. heavenly citizenship that this is immoral that this is killing this is murder this is destroying a life what do they do there you know, so at the end of the day, they have to subtly, they have to quietly, they have to prayerfully figure out ways in which they don't do that. And I know of several doctors that have lost their license because of that. Oh gosh, A lot of yeah. doctors that have decided to change career because of that, which is, which is, it's difficult. It's difficult Hard. being a dual citizen, being a citizen yeah. of heaven and a citizen of earth. So this is why we need to pray. We need to pray for our doctors. We need to pray for our priests. We need to pray for those. And this is not only, I'm sure you have ideas and I would love to hear your stories. Send us a podcast at frgministry.com or on social media. Tell us about ways in which you have had struggles, conflicts in your own, in, in, in your own faith, du- dual citizenship. Yeah. Ooh, that's intense. Wow, lots of... Deep stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, but this is so true. I just, and I, for those of you who are standing up for what you believe in, for your heavenly citizenship, I really encourage you and I uh, um, admonish you, like, just continue going, continue going, be strong, because at the end of the day, this earthly citizenship will fade. 
So it'll come, it'll go, but what you decide for the heavenly citizenship are, are treasures stored up in heaven for you and for, excuse me, for you and for others. Yeah. Okay, on that note, <laughs> I think we can conclude here. We can, and I, we always like to finish with the challenge. And so we've been talking about heavenly citizenship. And so this week, our challenge to you, our listeners, is to reflect on your heavenly citizenship and I guess what that what that means to you. Oh, beautiful. We have a lot of announcements today. Oh my gosh, there is so much going on in the world of Catholic influences. This, 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 we, this, let's... Oh, let's talk with that. Father Rob's holding up a handmade rosary. Ooh. Um, very popular in his social media. And we're actually going to be giving away a set of these rosary beads as well as the new... FRG Ministry Do It Scared t-shirt, which you can see if you watch our video on YouTube, Father Rob's holding it up right now. And the rosary beads. Yes, an amazing prize to win. So if you'd like to find out more about that giveaway, you can head to our Instagram page or our Facebook page. So just one more reminder, Catholic Influences underscore on Instagram and facebook.com forward slash Catholic Influences. We'll be sharing about that this week and how you can win in this month of October. And also this month, we'll be launching a new podcast, um, still Catholic Influencers. So we have the, the, the Catholic Influencers podcast happening every week as we are with, with Georgia and Alisa. And we'll continue doing that. But we're going to have a second Catholic Influencers podcast. And that is my homilies, <laughs> which we're going to take. They the, better be good now. They no? better be good. <laughs> so you see, when we study the scripture here, it's very technical and it's very historical, critical, but my homilies tend to be more applicable to it, more devotional. Okay. Yeah. So we'll have, we'll have both um, sides as well for you to be able to reflect. So every week also after the, the uh, my homily actually happens, of course, you'll, you'll have a second podcast to follow, which will be shorter usually six or seven or eight minutes for you to be able to to listen to this short podcast every week yes so keep an eye on all of our social media accounts and all that information is going to be there we thank you so much for joining us this week and we can't wait to be with you again next week and subscribe yes and leave us a review if you like us us as well they're very helpful (laughs) okay god bless good god bless bye